Hi, I'm AJ, and this is the Navigating New Horizons podcast, the show that discovers anything and everything you'll need to succeed in high school. From study techniques to relationships and beyond, we'll uncover everything you need to know to succeed in your first year in high school. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Navigating New Horizons podcast. I'm AJ, your host, and today we're going to be talking about how to breathe air. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. AIR is a acronym that stands for Accountability, Independence, and Responsibility. So while you're entering high school or you're in the transition from middle school to high school, you're going to have to use these more than you would in middle school. So accountability, responsibility, independence are going to be um, very helpful to you while you're in high school, and you're going to be using these all throughout your entire life. So why not just get started now? Being successful in high school is super simple, but you need to know that there are essential factors about accountability, more responsibility, and increased independence that are going to affect your high school experience. So first we have accountability. Accountability is the fact or condition of being accountable. So accountability is what happens after the situation has occurred. It's how you respond and take ownership of the results. So a couple of things that help accountability is understanding academic expectations. So as you enter high school, obviously high school is going to be different than middle school. Some students um, aren't prepared for that transition and it can hit them like a bus. But our goal here is to help you with the transition. So understanding the expectations. So what are the differences between middle school and high school? So for most students, high school is going to be a different, it's going to be a whole completely different school. So more students, different students, larger class sizes, more work study required for each class less parent involvement, grade importance, um, new teachers, and pressure from peers in your classes are all going to be things that you're going to have to deal with while um, entering high school and in that transitional period. So it's very important to have self-discipline and time management to deal with these um, differences between middle school and high school. So setting dedicated study hours, chunking large projects, prioritizing more important things. Like if you have a project due to tomorrow night, but if you have a test three days out, obviously you need to be working on your project because that is the more pressing thing. Setting personal schedules and clear goals and seeking support and resources if needed. Support and res. I really want to get into this one because they're there for you. You know, their job is to help you be successful. So if you don't think that you're being successful or you need some extra help, go go take those resources. That's what they're there for. If that means using a tutor during lunch or, you know, going to tutoring before school or after school that's supplied by your school, um, that's there for you. So if you need it, and you don't know where to get it, you can always ask your teachers, you can ask your guidance counselors, your principal, anyone um, 
that works at the school should be able to point you in the direction where you can get some support or resources if that's needed. Another really important thing about accountability is grades and performance metrics when you are going into high school. So obviously grades while you're in high school are going to matter because although you could be ta- you could have taken a couple high school credits while you're in middle school, obviously the majority is going to be taken while you're in high school. And these all count towards your GPA and it's going to be the deciding factor of what colleges are going to look at. So making sure that the classes that are going to be on your transcript are the grades that are going to be on the transcript are going to be ones that support your decision after high school is very important. So making sure you know when interims and report card cutoffs are and assessments like student performance. So like in Florida, we have fast testing. So making sure that you know when those tests are so you can you know, not necessarily study for them, but you can at least review some of the material that um, you haven't reviewed in a couple months, um, just to refresh your brain on um, the concepts that you've been learning throughout the school years. That will be very helpful for you in um, doing very well in those tests. And, you know, tracking your progress and seeking help when needed. So, you know, if you don't know where you fall, ask your teacher. They can tell you, you know, you're doing great. You know, I think you can come to Power Hour and get some extra help, or you need to come before school and after school, and I can we can do some one-on-one um, to help you succeed better in my class. Teachers do this because they love what they do, so they are going to go head over heels to help you learn if you're not getting it. You can also create study groups or join them, you know, testing yourself um, to make sure you know the material and obviously regularly checking your grades. I shouldn't have to say that one, but going in the grade book, checking your grades, you know, sometimes teachers make mistakes. Like one time in my, um, physics class, my teacher put a thousand instead of a hundred in, obviously I didn't, wasn't going to do anything, but obviously (laughs) my grade was like a 400%. So going to your teacher, you know, um, I don't think this is right. You know, sometimes they'll put NGs in or zeros when you actually turned it in. So they can go back, look through their stack. You know, sometimes they miss something. Everyone makes mistakes. So always going in the grade book and checking your grades is very important. And review feedback. So feedback is a gift. I can't say this again. Feedback is a gift. Because if okay let's do an example so if you have two projects the first projects at the beginning of the semester and seconds at the end you do the first one you get like a 78 okay that's good you get the feedback you have four things that were wrong with it you review the feedback going to the second project at the end of the semester they're looking for exactly what they marked you down for so go back into that original project look at what their feedback was improve on their feedback guaranteed 100 guaranteed 100 because what they're looking for is that you reviewed their feedback and it's it's kind of crazy to say but it helps you so much even in high school and going into college it will help you so much because teachers different teachers look for different things in an essay or in a project 
So just going back and reviewing those feedback, the feedback that they give you um, is very important. All right, the next factor is setting personal goals. So you should set realistic academic and personal goals because you can't be saying, oh, I'm going to reach for the sun because obviously no one can do that. <laughs> so you should set SMART goals. I think I've talked about this once before on here, but SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, specific. Your goals need to be specific. I'm going to do this measurable. How are you going to measure your achievement? Achievable, that you are going to actually be able to achieve that goal. Relevant. Is it even relevant to what you're needing to do in society right now? And time-based. Your goals need to have a time limit, whether that's two weeks or a month or six months or a year. Whatever the time is, you need to choose a time. So after you have all these down, you need to write them down, not on your phone, not on your computer. Got get a pa- a piece of paper and a pencil, and write it out, and stick it on the back of your door at home. <laughs> at least that's what I do. So I look at it every day. I'm reminded of my goal, and that is what helps me be accountable. So the next thing is you know strategies for staying motivated and focused. So that can be hard. Because, you know, we all have our cell phones and everyone's addicted to phones nowadays. So being motivated, it's very simple. You need to look for your guiding star. What is your guiding star? You need to say, I'm looking forward to this and feeling this. So I need to do this now so I can get to that point. So for an example, I'm looking forward to graduation So I need to finish this now so I can graduate. I need to get all A's now in the first semester of senior year so I can graduate with honors, you know, whatever the fact may be. And I can say, I need to do this before the end of the semester. So that's time-based. It's not necessarily time, but it's saying up until the end of the first semester. So that would be a SMART goal. I'm going to get all A's specific. It's measurable because anyone can get all A's. Achievable. It's achievable because I'm enrolled in high school. Relevant. It's relevant because I'm a student and time-based by the end of the semester. So that's all in my guiding star right now. So find your guiding star Write down your SMART goals on a piece of paper, post it on the back of your door or on your mirror in your bathroom, you know, wherever you're going to look at it every day. Even if that's, you know, grab a whiteboard marker and write it on your mirror in your bathroom. So because you're going to look at it every day and you'll read it every day and be reminded of it. Those are very important for um, for accountability. And the last thing for accountability is balancing extracurricular activities. So I know I just talked about extracurriculars in the last episode, but there is many pros to extracurriculars, you know, exploring potential f- career fields, skill development, personal growth and confidence, and building a strong college application. But some students, you know, they get really um, choked up in trying to manage their time effectively and balance their academics and other interests and in social life. So manage your time wisely would be my first tip Second tip would be setting reminders for homework and tests and projects 
And three is set a spe- set a specified time apart to work on homework and writing those down. So not like the last one with the goals, but you can write these down in a calendar or you can write them down in a, a planner, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and these keep accountability in check, which is very important. All right. Moving on to the second letter, I. Independence. Independence is the fact or state of being independent. So, the first factor of being independent is transitioning socially. So, as you move from middle school, middle school to high school, you're gonna have you're gonna have to find a whole new friend group. Sometimes, so sometimes middle school and high school, they're in one. So it's a middle junior senior high school. Or you only have one middle school and one high school in your town. Um, so everyone moves to the same place. But for most, you're going to have to find a whole new friend group. Or you're going to have to find new friends regardless. So remembering to be yourself, join clubs, um, go to school events, initiate conversations, be inclusive, understand social cues, and setting healthy boundaries will all help you transition socially from middle school to high school. And encouraging healthy relationships and finding supportive friends, um, making sure to respect differences, use conflict resolution skills so you don't get in toxic friendships, and promoting empathy throughout your relationships will all help you transition socially very well. And these, this is all independent, um, especially conflict resolution skills, because as you go out of high school into the real world or college and the real world, you can't just go to a teacher and like tattletale on somebody. So it's very important. You know, you can talk things out and it doesn't have to be very aggressive. It usually shouldn't be very aggressive first. Um, but it, you need to learn these skills while you're in high school because you're going to have to use them in your professional and personal life, your entire professional and entire personal life. So learning these now will help you very much in the future. So the next factor of independence is decision-making skills. You need to make, you're going to be making your own decisions, whether it's, you know, something small or something big, you're going to be making your own decisions. And it's very important to go back and review the actions of those choices and decisions made, you know, what came out of it. So keep these in mind. Did it impact me? Did it impact others? Did it have any academic consequences? Did it have any social consequences, relationship consequences, legal implications, ethical implications, or did it impact my future career? So keeping these questions in mind um, can help you reflect on your decisions and um, improve on future decisions that you have to make, making you more independent. And the last factor of independence is preparing for the future. So making sure to explore long-term goals and aspirations, you know, do research, apply for internships, go volunteer, you know, go grab a coffee with a professional and pick their brain, you know, ask them where they went to college. Did you change your major? What made you change it? You know, just, you know, pick their brain, um, see what their life story is about and it can help you, um, prepare for the future and potentially find a career that you would like. 
You know, and that's not the only thing that can help shape experiences. You know, high school is a very developmental period in um, most students' life, so it can shape future career opportunities as well. So academic performance, extracurricular involvement, leadership, initiative, community service, volunteering, internships, work-study experiences, development of soft skills, mindsets, and goals, you know, these help shape who you are as a person in return prepare you for the future, giving you more independence overall. And the last letter is R, responsibility. Responsibility is task-oriented. Every person on your team may be responsible for a task required to complete a massive project, but it is your responsibility to make sure your task gets completed. So some things that can help you with that is organization skills, both physically and digitally, Making sure you have a copy of everything before you submit it, just in case, you know, the folder corrupts or the paper gets eaten by your dog, you know, whatever would happen, um, making sure you have a copy of it. And, you know, always keeping everything in one place at the same time so you know where it is at all times is also um, a great tip. The second thing is communicating with teachers. So they don't know if you're, if you're struggling, so they don't know if you're struggling unless you tell them. Teachers aren't mind readers. They have 90 other students. So if you're struggling, you need to let them know. You don't have to do it in front of the entire class, not during class time, but, you know, making sure you're communicating that with your teacher. Hey, I'm struggling. I think I need some extra help. What do you think you could do to help me? What do you think I could do for myself that would help me improve my grade in your class? You know, whatever it may be. Um, But communicating that with your teacher is very important. The third thing for responsibility is advocating for yourself. So you're responsible for advocating for yourself. So don't be afraid to stand up for yourself, whether that means to a teacher or standing up for something that you believe in. It's very important to advocate for yourself because um, in the real world, you you will be the only person that will be able to advocate for yourself because usually no one else is going to advocate for you. And Self-advocacy in high school, it, it helps develop a growth mindset, encourages lifelong learning, and, you know, it promotes independence, too, um, which helps you. So the last tip for responsibility is coping with challenges. So common challenges that students from middle school, in the transition from middle school to high school will face are, you know, academic pressure, social anxiety, and peer pressure time management issues, increased workload, bullying, identity and self-discovery, mental health concerns, and college and future planning stress. So what you need to know is you're not alone. <laughs> many, 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 many students deal with pers- you know, deal with setbacks and the, the same challenges when they enter high school and in that transitional period. So you Strategies to overcome these challenges um, are keeping open communication with teachers and parents, having a mentor or a peer support group, early intervention, career guidance and planning, counseling services, parent involvement, extracurricular opportunities, and individualized support plans like IEPs or 504s um, to address unique requirements can all help you cope with those challenges. And if you need extra help, Obviously, there's counseling services that can help you. Um, but keeping an open line of communication between your parent is very important. 
if you're struggling, you need to let them know so they can get you the help that you need. All right, so overall, we have accountability, independence, and responsibility. Accountability, understanding expectations, setting attainable goals, balancing a busy schedule, independence, social transition, decision-making skills, and future preparations, and responsibility, personal organization, self-advocation, and coping with challenges. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to always follow your dreams and let them be your motivation to succeed. Thank you, and I'll see you on the next one.